Yeah. Previously on the Black Tribbles. Back where it all began. So Yvonne, she got them good meds. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Yvonne, you're from Philadelphia, I understand. Yes. Recently had a tonsillectomy. Yes. Say ah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready to play match game, Yvonne? No. <laughs> <laughs> On the airplane, Stephanie said to Jessica, I don't have much confidence in this airline. I just saw the pilot and he had a blank sticking out of his pocket. Mm. Write down your answer, Tribbles. <laughs> On the airplane, Stephanie said to Jessica, I don't have much confidence in this airline. I just saw the pilot, and he had a blank sticking out of his pocket. Now, turn your piece of paper over when you're ready. Let's see. Is there all of our troubles ready? Reed is still still thinking over there. Reed, Reed is writing. He's scribbling furiously. Yo, I really need to sample this track. This thing is so hot. All troubles are waiting on you, Reed. All right. All right, there you go. That's very good. All right, now. So... And now we go to Yvonne. Yvonne, Stephanie said to Jessica, I don't have much uh, confidence in this airline. I just saw the pilot, and he had a blank sticking out of his pocket. Flask. A flask sticking out of his pocket. That is a very good answer. That is a very good answer. Let's go to Reed. Let's go to our guest triple first, Reed. Reed, what did you see sticking out of the uh, pilot's pocket? Uh, a container of cottage cheese. <laughs> a, a container yes. of cottage cheese. That would yes, not sir. be a match. <laughs> your Black Tribbles. Seven is a number, both prime and divine. Seven yeah. is a number, both prime and divine. Seven is a do. number, both prime All and divine. Seven is a number, Check both prime and divine. United like the Justice League, we unlimited. Five transformed into seven. Magnificent amalgamation. Super Saiyan, we ain't playing. 106.5 is the radio station. Triple Nation is the name of the tribe. 610 267 215. All around the globe in every area code. Online, on air, whatever the mode. Days and nights, live or recorded. Listeners rewarded with the rawness. Keeping it flawless like a Batman plan. Jedi flips or a Spider Man handstand. Peace to every geek we stand for. From Kronos to the bottle, city of Candor. We about to catch wreck. Turn up your set, black triples on deck. Y'all know what time it is. Black triples in your area. Let's go. beautiful studios of WPPMLP 106.5 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and kittens, children of all ages, put your hands together. 
for episode 399 of Black Tribble! Out here. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And as always, I'm joined in this lovely studio by... Getting kisses in stereo, because I'm that... Bro, not really, because I've had ovaries. It's Kennedy, also known as that Mikey chick, better known as Storm Triple, coming at you from the 215 till the day I die. Crack, boo. Energy level over 9,000 to climb, and it's the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Thursday Night. You, you. Master Triple in the building. How you feeling? How you living? Yo, check it out, though. We make it happen. That's how the beat works. Have y'all jumping in the spot till your feet hurt. I need y'all to recognize and look at it. I'm a spitter. That's what it says on my T-shirt. Your man, our son, the voice of reason, a.k.a. the Super Triple, the Rand of Steel, the comic book Jedi, in the joint. Hi, everybody. What's up, good people? It's your friendly neighborhood comic and coffee slinger, the one and only non-green-haired bombshell at the moment. <laughs> I need a haircut. Your girl, Arielle, in the building. The Amalgam Tribble, a.k.a. Uncanny Tribble, a.k.a. Bruce Leroy Tribble. Show enough! Up in here. A.k.a. Sleepy Tribble, wake up. I know. <laughs> it's been a long day. Long week. Yeah, this is that boy. Broke on the Facebook Live. How y'all doing today? Super Saiyan Tribble in the building for episode 399. Let's get it flying here one time. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. Very special show, as always, ladies and gentlemen, coming to you from the studios. We are streaming live and direct, as you heard. We're coming to you on Facebook Live. You can also check us out on YouTube. Black Tribble's on YouTube, we, where our intern, Dante, is holding it down. We are streaming on phillycam.org slash listen. 106.5 FM on your radio dial. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All the social medias at Black Tribbles, join the Tribble Nation Facebook group. Episode 399. This is our re- return to the studio after shutting down our Saturday morning summer last week. After the week before that, we had an extremely successful Respect Women's Podcast Festival. And now we are marching our way into fall, marching our way into bigger and better things here in the Tribble Nation. And we want you to come along with us. Come and holla at a Tribble. Holla, 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 No. No? I just wanted to be oppositional. Okay. All right. I'm going to start calling you Brandon. That's what he was doing on Gutter Talk this week. Yo. <laughs> Yo, the young boy Brandon from Gutter Talk. Mind you. Yo, this kid looks exactly like Black Morty. Exactly. Black Morty. Yo, he does look like he Morty. He looks exactly like He's Black like Morty. He's like Morty in color. Yo, I, I, I walked in the joint was like, damn, bro. They, like, Looking they, for Rick. They brought him to life. And we're like, just put some brown on there, yo. Now you're alive. Like he was like, I'm a real boy. A real boy. <laughs> yo, dog. It was wild, man. And apparently, you know, he had a good weekend, and his set dropped. Yes. Because he was just defiant. I'm like, okay, well done. He said his set dropped for real. Your more was, was defiant. He was, you know, I mean, trying to puff his little chest out and stuff. Yeah, it was. was all, it was, was adorable. So yo, I'd be mad if I'm like confident enough to actually like 
be steezy and someone say, look at you, puffing your little chest out. Like, you should see this. Leave boy. me alone. I've Yo. seen him. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah. I've seen him. I've met Brandon. Like, I, I, Aaron would get in his mug. And Aaron's also, 13. Yeah, but Aaron's also like 6'5 already. He, he, yeah, That's but he's true. 13. You know what I mean? So, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, was, I was very proud of Brandon, though. He he was he he was dragging his set behind him. I'm like, glad you were boy. proud of him. He was getting on mine and JD's last nerve. <laughs> Yo, I was waiting for him to get backhanded though. I was like, this this is gonna get ugly I, real hand. I would pay good money to see JD backhand somebody. I would too. <laughs> like it would be the most. He would have to. He need a practice wings. A couple practice yes, wings. Brand- no, yeah. it, would be, to, it would be. It would be some like some some Daily Show comedy special like, I don't know special whatever sketch and. SNL, John, whatever, where Len's the one who looks like he's like fuming, he's turning Super Saiyan, and before he gets a chance to do anything, it's just JD's foot. Like, I do okay. <laughs> Trust me, before JD. Fucking J- kick! JD, JD has to uh, double check before he turns on his computer without getting injured. I love the dude, but. He, that's the that's the comedy. He's, <laughs> he he's he's not backhanding anybody. If anything, he backhand himself into a coma if he tried to slap somebody. And Dang, I love it. everybody getting shots today. Oh, so he just can't do his own stunts? No, 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 because no. he because he darn near took out a display at the store when he was trying to show us his new skateboard the other day. So, oh, he's so cute with his skateboard videos. That's really what he did. He stood on it. Can't ride it in his shop. Well, as he learned, <laughs> he had to get on the board first to realize that I love he didn't JD. realize the geometry in that store. You know, like, oh, I got an island in the middle. Have you seen? No, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> have you seen his his skateboard videos when he be at the little skate park? It's adorable because it your boy got all the gear on. He got him little helmet. He got him the elbow pads. pads knee him pads. got him, him, him knee pad. Him got him him wrist pad just in case him fall. Yes. And he'd be like, nope, that's bad. He's an artist. Him need to protect him stuff. And um, the ramp be like this big, <laughs> like it's not even a speed bump. <laughs> and your boy be like, he be like, <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, go ahead, baby. Oh, so for him it's about the anticipation. He wanted to get to it. <laughs> It's oh, no. it's it's precious. I'm so proud of him. I feel like I feel like I would be like a skate camp mom. <laughs> wow. Go ahead, baby. You better do that. Okay. Stick that landing, boo. He been practicing. <laughs> <laughs> it's been three weeks. Yeah, he's doing so well. Yeah. He's actually standing up on the port now. Okay, babe. I see you. I got your Capri Sun right here. <laughs> He would love a Capri Sun. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I know my child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you you know JD. Oh my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tonight is a is a is a fun night. About once a year, we like to do a show where we just it's called Chilling with the Tribbles, where we would just sit out, cool out, and just and just vamp. And crazy enough, we actually have stuff to vamp about because we got email. Ooh. Emails. The emails. What? What? The emails. Uh, we got an email from Christopher Goodnight. Saint Saucy, what up, guys? Subject line is: We are the defenders of the night. We are Black Tribbles. Yo, oh. all right. Hey, Len, Kennedy, Randy, Isaiah, Ariel, and everyone else. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> wow, how you gonna forget Mr. Thursday Night? Just <laughs> everybody else. Don't mind me. I'm the guy in the corner. Go ahead. I'm, I'm the guy on the couch. <laughs> you the guy with the gun. Wow. You better watch what you're doing. Yeah, right. You better put some respect on that. 
That's crazy. Obviously, so I'm, he's starting off in a hole. <laughs> so, I, so I'm glad he waited. I'm glad he waited. Cause it's fitting to be good. Go ahead, Lynn. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm a huge fan of you all and have been enjoying Almost the- all, but go ahead. <laughs> You a fan of everybody else, not as much. Yo, it's cool. Go off. <laughs> no, it's cool. I'm going to let Lane Go read. off, son. Go tell ahead, Lane. Tell him why it. you mad, son. Who mad? I don't even know who a good night is. Hello, goodbye, <laughs> son. <laughs> Hello, goodbye. <laughs> and I've been enjoying the program for a few years now, though this is my first time writing into the show. Might be your last, too. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's getting real. Philly. But... I- <laughs> But I had to, and he's not from Philly. Uh, I had to. Eric is so. (laughs) But I had to. It's Gargoyles. I watched the show when I was in high school. I think I stayed pretty much caught up right up until the journey from Avalon was at its halfway point. I remember being at church camp and getting spoiled on the puck reveal and having my mind blown. I thought I'd share a couple of thoughts I had about the show in an email and then maybe call in once the discussion gets going. We'll see if this happens. Right. <laughs> He's scared now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knew he even pissed off Mr. Thursday night. He said, I'm going to sit here and be quiet. First off, <laughs> regarding Puck and that first episode. As a teen, I never noticed that when the gargoyles got turned to human, every single one of them was white. Yeah. Despite the fact that Goliath is voiced by Keith David, he is drawn to look more like David Keith. Maybe the animators got confused and it was too late to fix it. It just seems like a show that was largely about racism would have realized a problem with that and fixed it. Mm. The Legacy of the Hunter, bear with me because this is a long one. Demona mauled Gilgamesh and fated him to grow up hating gargoyles and don the mask of the hunter. When he was eventually slain in battle, Duncan took up the mantle of the hunter and was followed in in his death by his son Canmore. Then Macbeth took up the mantle for some reason in his quest to get revenge on Demona. But then somehow the Canmore family is still around years later and still going after Demona dressed as hunters. So Demona had two different clans of hunters chasing her her whole life. Why didn't Macbeth's son just execute the rest of the Canmore clan? How were there any survivors to continue the quest? And finally, because I know you're all going to discuss a potential reboot live action at some point in the show. While I would love to see the original cast return to the return to voice them in a cartoon if there was to be a live action series that just won't happen it will be a star studded cast and the gals and gal guys and gals from Dex generation just won't cut it mm. so here are my off the cuff thoughts of who would play a few of the main characters goliath i could see them going for idris elba he's got to be the number one black actor at this point both Jamie Foxx and Will Smith seem to be floundering as of late. Xanatos, Raul Kali is my one and only choice. He's six foot four, so he would have no problem standing up to the gargoyles, and he is witty and charming. He was great in I Zombie and one episode of Supergirl. For Hudson, I'd either go f- with Alan Dale from Lost of Char from Lost or Charles Dance from Game of Thrones. 
And finally for Owen, Bill Hader, one of the greatest acting minds of our generation. He could easily play Owen, but more importantly, he could play Puck if they ever got around to that plot line. I've gone on way too long, but trust me, I could have gone on longer if given a ch chance. Chris St. Saucy, good night. Given a chance? It was an email. No one was queuing him down. Like, <laughs> it's not like, okay. All right. Like, Yo, dog, why don't you stop typing so damn <laughs> Stop it. And when has he ever censored himself in that regard? He's always sending us dissertations in the Yeah, email. he gets it in. He gets it in. He gets I, it in. So so what say you of his uh his casting? Uh, his casting. It's not bad. I don't, I don't I don't need a live action gargoyles. I'm good. Yeah, I don't want a live action. I would not be mad. Of, of like a reimagining because I think about like the second Thundercats so mm -hmm. not the not the weird animation one but the like the one in the middle the one in the middle yeah, I yeah. thought that was solid wait a minute that was very where, where Lionel was still a kid no, no he, was he was like, like a young. teenager right yeah, everybody was like young yeah young but not a kid not like he was in the original Okay, so yeah, that's what I mean. The one yeah. that looks anime. -y. Yeah, kind right. Of, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. There's another one. After yeah, that? yeah, the the little, the little tiny one, like little and they're kind of like crazy looking. What you you didn't see that because no, people were people it. were really mad I at that. Heard of it, but I yeah, I didn't I didn't ever see I, that that came out. I think I, it was I, like it was, it was here announced. and gone. It was announced, and then the internet lost its mind, and everybody was like, "I don't want you to do that, man." And so I don't know if they did it or not. Were you doing snarf? No, just complaining internet. Jokers. Oh, okay. <laughs> Is yeah. that the official voice of internet that, that's jokers? That, that's that's the internet. <laughs> man, I don't like it. Man, I'm gonna complain. Me, me, me. Type, type, type. <laughs> Keyboard, <laughs> <laughs> Keyboard warriors. Go outside. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's his email. Didn't he send another one? No, he sent another one. It actually is the same email. So he oh, sent it twice. Yeah, he sent it twice. Oh, okay. And he and he, yeah. So he he sent that twice. Some, sometimes he does that. I guess his hands get get crazy. Huh? Whoa! Wait a minute. This is a PG show. I said his hands get crazy. Whoa! Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, as I saw a subject line in our inbox was like, "This is my second email and nothing's been responded to yet." And I was like, "Calm down, Triple." Who that was? No, th that was Christopher Goodnight. But that that email is for Gutter Talk. Oh, okay. All right, because he wouldn't mind to bring that over here. <laughs> Not with Mr. Thursday Night sitting here. <laughs> Raring no, to go. No, I, I would spare him that. Like, yeah. he literally went through all of us and was like, and everyone else. I like, mean, he hit Isaiah. Yo. Like, usually Isaiah's the one they leave off, but, like. You should see this, the poop-eating grin on Isaiah's face know, right, right now. Like, he He's like, I got remembered. Oh, yeah. He did. I got remembered. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, he says sorry, but it's probably a little too late. <laughs> sorry. Ha. Chris is a good night, and he's a he's he's a good good dude. He's a good night. Night night. Ready for night night? Yeah, you ready for a night? Um. So I had a I had an idea for tonight's segment of chilling with the troll. Oh, well, before I do that, let's let's touch base with everybody real quick. How's everybody doing? And, and things that anybody been up to? Anything kind of like fun in the last uh since we've last gotten together here in the studios of Philly Cam? I miss Philly Cam. 
Um, your basement's real nice, though. It felt exclusive. Oh, that's right, because we did our la- we wrapped up the Saturday morning summer last week and at the Bat Base, um, talking about Gargoyles. Thing, and that was your first time there. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's In your right. basement. I've been to your house before, but I ain't seen it. Yeah, you hadn't seen it. Right. Studio eyes. Was yeah, that your first time there too? No, that was no. not. That's right. Um, so you liked it? It was. It was. It was real nice. I was. I was very proud of you. Well, well, thank you. Even though you tried to abscond with uh, some of Mbaku. Uh, Listen, Mbaku was trying to come home with me. I don't know what. Right, that don't mean she didn't like the place. I mean, look. I mean, it had things she liked in it. He said, Ooh, now, beautiful I- girl. I have watched from the mountains and I have seen you and I want to go in your bag. What am I supposed to tell him? No. I would like to say he was making eyes at me and then Kennedy blocked. Well, she- I mean, hey. she was closer. She was pop blocking. Because it was a <laughs> pop. Pop. Uh- hey! <laughs> you don't even like Mbaku, though. You're I Team did- Nakia. I thought everybody liked Mbaku. No, you were Team. Um, Killmonger. Like he was awesome. Wow. See. Well, that- <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Did you hear that crack? Wait, did you hear that? Because Michael B. Jordan. I don't know what you want from me, but I did not like Mbaku. But you know, he had. You know, he had the hair was over. He had the, like his Nas glasses on. Because I don't know what it is, but like when Nas put glasses on, it's too much, and I just felt like <laughs> that's what? what. Really? Yes. <laughs> wow. Nas, I've never heard when this. When Nas put glasses on. <laughs> But he ain't been the same since he fixed his tooth. I, I, pre- I preferred wavy head, chip, chip tooth, like he said, yeah. like he said. But all I'm saying, so, you know, Killmonger, especially when he, the first time you see him, there was an audible sound in the theater I was in. Everybody was like, huh. Like, so everybody made that noise. But M'Baku, no, I like M'Baku. I, I just always thought you were team Killmonger. That's I why mean, most most women were, were team Killmonger in that movie if they weren't about Chadwick. But why, why? It gotta be just one team. I, don't know. I just I don't didn't know. think that uh, I can be on all the teams. Because uh, I don't know if everybody was really about Michael B. Jordan like that. If they were, they weren't saying it. The internet was getting wild about Mbaku. That's because that's yo, Thick Daddy I'll, Thickness yo, right there. They was, they was, they was, he was trending and it was Yo, they was getting raunchy. Lord have mercy. That one John that said Mbaku can blow my back out. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I could not breathe. I was like, you know what? Well done. Yo, they it's was, so true. They was wilding. I lost my mind. I, 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 in the theater that I saw it at, everybody did gasp at Michael B. Jordan, right? And I was like, okay, that's cute. But when he came down from the mountains, I said, oh, oh. <laughs> I felt that deep in my soul. And then I saw um, Daniel Kaluuya. And I was like, oh, this is too much. I can't. I need to. Yeah, his, his, he does have a beautiful complexion, but he keep making bad decisions in the movies he's in. Who, Daniel? Yeah. So get out. And oh, you, oh, oh, you mean his character? His character. Oh, no, I thought you were talking oh, about no, the actor. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no, he makes good movie decisions, but his characters always make bad decisions. I saw a meme that was like, discernment isn't his gift. And they, it was like, <laughs> him, it was him and Get Out with the white girl. And then it was him in Black Panther with Killmonger. And I was like, somebody I from mean, church did that. Discernment isn't his gift. I, I, that makes sense. I have an affinity for attracting being attracted to problematic men. But we all do, is, Kennedy. That's not just you. Okay. And he did make bad decisions in the episode of Black Mirror, too. 
Oh, uh, I forgot about that. Be- Yo, that was the that, first time I seen him. I didn't like that episode. That was the bike one, right? Yeah. That yeah. one was too much. That but but the them striking time. vipers, though, that was a good decision. A black mirror and it was striking vipers. Yeah, that joint. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, he, I'm yeah. gonna need y'all to go outside because I've played video games <laughs> <laughs> at no point in any video. Yeah, and maybe I just I don't have that technology. Maybe I just don't yeah, have Yeah, that I mean, because that was the thing. Brain that's brain it. Dot. That was the yeah, brain dot. I was like, all right. It, had, it gotta be that. Yeah, that's, that's a little bit too high tech for me. Yeah, because I was watching I'm a, I'm a following just, it and I was like, whoa. I'm gonna just keep like, playing Madden, I think. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> No brain dots? Nah, no brain I don't trust brain dots. No, but I think they hint in the beginning of the episode that Yaya kind of had a thing for Anthony. I don't remember their real character names. But so it made sense that now in this. Romance. Right, in this virtual reality that that they might go there. But it was hot. And I got to say, I have never been into Anthony Mackie because he's a little problematic. Like when he talks, it's like, ugh. Oh, is he? He's one of those. Make daddy a sandwich. It's like, make me a sandwich. Okay. Mm. I didn't like that. See, I'm the but, type of person where I'm probably already en route to make you a sandwich. And if you tell me to make a sandwich, then you I'm going to eat nothing. that sandwich <laughs> in front of you. But maybe he's got a girl that likes to be, that would be like, okay. Yeah, but that's it's fine. Still, that's, that's not. I mean, be. I'm not opposed to making a sandwich, but let me want to make the sandwich. Don't tell me to make your sandwich. Because like Kenny said, because now I ain't doing nothing. <laughs> Alright, but that's not the same as like asking for the sandwich though. But he was, it was like that make the make tone. daddy a sandwich. And it was, yeah, it was it was like that chauvinistic, like, because I'm going out here, I'm working, I'm doing this, so make daddy a sandwich. Yeah. It's like, I'm going out here too. There's a difference between, hey babe, can you make me a sandwich while you up? Right. And make daddy a sandwich. Like, all right, but when it's I like my dad's daddy not sandwich, here. I'm thinking it's like daddy in bed and you're getting out of bed and now it's like make daddy a sandwich. Like that's how I heard it. I don't know the context or if this is from like a specific scene or anything. Yeah, like was it, did he just like randomly say that to somebody on the street? No, he like, it was like <laughs> it, it was on like Ellen or with, uh, Wendy Williams, one of those. It was like a talk show. Oh, okay. And so he was talking about I don't know, I think just like relationships cuz he's married. And so he was like, you know, I, he said something about liking traditional like gender roles, and then he said mm, the make daddy no. a sandwich thing, and I was like, mm. so I've never been a fan of his, but I was never a fan of his. I just don't think he's that, attractive that, or a decent it, actor. That episode you know, made me look at him different. I was like, mm. nah, I was Team Yaya all day. Well, I mean, yeah, Jeez, whew, I mean, I've been Team Yaya since Cadillac. Okay, <sighs> Cadillac from the get down. Oh yeah, okay. he was. <sighs> he could dance. Yeah, you know that's that. all I that, need. That's all she needed. That's yeah. all I need. I had her right there. Yeah. Two step. Uh. <laughs> Look, it. I crushed. I crushed on a year for this dude I danced with at a club one night. I remember you telling me he swept. He swept me off my feet, little b boy. But dancers be problematic. Yeah. So, so there you go. Because <laughs> they know that and, and I learned that the hard now way. Now the dancers are problematic. <laughs> they, they are. Mackie's problematic. Dancers well, are problematic. I mean, it's true. I mean, I don't want to generalize, but yeah, you know, I'm gonna leave it alone. I'm not even gonna take it there. I'm not even. Well, well, well. Okay, thank yeah. you. All right. <laughs> so. Anyway, I did not know that you were Team Mbaku. I thought you were all. I mean, I'm all. I was on all the teams because I was Team. I was Team Nakia, my I girl. Know, that's why I was like. I was about to say you were yeah, actually Nakia. Team Lapita. That's I'm, who. That's who you are. But that's I'm open. 
<laughs> exactly, you know. I, I'm a free a free agent or whatever. <laughs> Passport agent to Wakanda. <laughs> Everybody can come here. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy. Um, All right, so uh, I had a, a, a thing that I thought we could do today. Um, I asked two people, one a retired reporter, and one just a fan of the show, longtime fan of the show. Okay. And I asked them both, if you were going to interview us, the Triples, what are five questions that you would ask? All right? So I'm going to go back and forth. I'm not going to tell you which where the questions are coming from. You'll probably be able to tell a little bit. Um, but ask the questions and just answer, you know, whatever conversation sparks up from the from the question all right so the first question is i'm gonna go out of order here um what role does philadelphia the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection play in your success uh, our uh, our success or like individually? Well, I th- they're interviewing us, so let's say ours. I would say everything. Yeah, I I one of the the things I tell people all the time is that Philly's the greatest city on earth, strictly because you have to be like if you're if you're here and you've been here, you have to be authentic. Because Philly cats, not only do they can they tell if you're not, will call you out on it real quick. It's your face, and you ha- if if you want to be in this, you have to be authentic. If you want to be uh, in involved in Philly sports, you have to be authentic. If you want to be Philly anything, you have to be authentic. And so, all of us being very very authentic and being a part of this city, it just sort of helped us in my opinion, really reached really reached a, a Philadelphia audience. And that authenticity it, it made us a lot more accessible to the rest of the world. You know what I'm saying? There's no faking, no frauds, none of that. And that, for me, it, it, it's, it's something that a lot of the world, it feels like is missing. And they get that here because we are that authentic. And it's not an act... No, you know what I mean. It's very, it's it's in the water. You know what I mean. I feel like a lot of us are are who we are um, because of either growing up here or spending a considerable amount of time here. Um, what do they say? Temple made. Temple made. So you know, I feel like when you're repping a, a campus that's in like North Philly, not North Philly, North 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 Philly, North. like that's that's real. That's really real. For me, I would say it's hard to say because I don't have any other frame of reference. I've lived other places for a short time, you know, went away to school, but I came back. Philly made me the man I am. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? From taking the bus to Bartram to getting robbed in a Chinese store. You know what I mean? Uh, But this show wouldn't be what it is if we were in, like, New York or L.A. or, you know, Colorado or, you know, wherever else. Like, we would not be the people we are. 
and I think Philadelphia has the kind of a market, not even a market, but just like a kind of demographic, like so many different things for us to plug into so many great people that are doing so many amazing things and i think that philadelphia is a key to that resource you know what i mean so i absolutely um but I, you could probably like say like what kept you here because you're an import so you know <laughs> what what made you Dang. you know what i mean that's not a bad thing though. i know yeah, it's just, she chose to stay I'm like just, I'm, just, I'm, just taste to I'm just instigating <laughs> don't mind me <laughs> I mean, I, so I guess that so that turns the question, question, I guess, personal for me. But I did. I mean, I went home like I went home. I was uh, engaged, went home to get married. And at the end of the day, decided that that wasn't what I wanted and that I wanted to specifically be here. Um, I think in a lot of ways I came of age in Philly, you mm-hmm. know, you know, being home um, in Baltimore slash Glen Burnie. Um, it's just slower. You know what I mean? It's it's not the same, um, not the same vibe at all. So I, there was something about just kind of the liveliness of the city, but still a little more down to earth. Like it's not New York. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there are, there's a mix of like those people who won't speak to you and those people will be like, how you doing, miss? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so, and I like that. So like the down South part of me likes, oh, people, you know, some people speak. Um, but then the people who don't speak, you know, and might look you up and down made me a little harder because I'll look you up and down too. Like, what do you want? <laughs> Why? Like, and then now I've turned into like, no, no. Why are you talking to me? Excuse me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I just, I like, um, I don't know. I just, I feel like I found myself here. Yeah. Um, you know, personally. Um, away from like my family and friends and kind of like my predetermined roles when mm-hmm. I'm in, ba- you know, when I'm at home in Baltimore and in Glen Burnie where I'm the daughter, I'm the little sister, I'm the little cousin, I'm the big cousin, whatever. Like here I got to explore like who is Ariel though. Yeah. Um, and so now I do think Philly has allowed me to be my authentic self. Yeah, I feel you on that. What about you, Lynn? I mean, Philly is everything for me. I, I, similar to E, I don't have a whole lot of frame of reference for any place else. I, really, I don't because I didn't go away to college, so I really didn't live anyplace else but Philadelphia. But the thing that I love about Philadelphia and I love um, is that, you know, I think being like, like our motto is too cool to be geeks, too cute to be nerds. We are black triples. And I think triples is works very well in Philadelphia because there are quote unquote geeks of all shapes and sizes and colors and creeds inside of Philadelphia you know and I think everybody in their own way embraces their geek but more so than in any other place at least that I've experienced from traveling do they embrace it and yet still know that to some level I am still a geek you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like like, you know, how we, our, our big thing, you know, Jay brought up um, years ago on the show about how this, the sports heads that, you know, get all dressed up in the in war Base paint and all that stuff. Yeah. That's still like cosplay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and don't get me wrong. There are a lot of like. And they know stats. Yeah, they know the stats. Origin stories, you know, follow and, this dude all through college. And there's a bunch of them that are, are that are true, just like, you know. Joe Knucklehead sportheads, but for the most part, all of them know, like, yes, I am a sports head, and another way of saying that is I'm a sports geek. Like, if you called them a sports geek, they wouldn't feel out of, like, you you came out of your mouth with them. You'd have been like, yeah, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. You know, and they and they just go 
back and forth with the stats and everything like that and just embrace it. You know what I mean? Um, the same, the same with like, you know, if you go in West Philadelphia, West Philadelphia has got its own type of vibe going on right yeah. now. But everybody up there knows that they are geeky in one way or another, whether or not they they wear the 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 uh, the the uniform of geek as people may describe it. They know that they're geek. And the beautiful thing about Philadelphia that Kennedy always says is that Philadelphia is the biggest small town in the world. Mm -hmm. So there are different sections of the city, yet you still can feel welcome in every one of them. As opposed to someplace like New York, you can get like lost in New York. If we were in New York, we'll be just one of many. You get lost just in the subway. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but we would we would just be, not only would we just be one of many, but we would also, I think, be hard to find, like, a a true, um, like, identity because, you know, Brooklyn's got a vibe versus the Bronx versus Manhattan mm-hmm. versus Long Island, you know, stuff like that. Philly, it fits, you know, and people get in where they fit in. I don't think you necessarily do that in New York. I don't think you necessarily do that in D.C., you know what I mean? Maybe in Atlanta, I haven't been there, you know, but... Um, Atlanta's hella new, though. True. In terms it's, of their... True. Urban identity, if we want to call it that. Very true. Um, and the other thing I will say of Philly, and this is just a shout out to, you know, the place that we call home now, Philly Cam, is that, you know, we could not have lucked onto a better place to move our home to. Shout out to G-Town Radio, you know, the place that birthed us and, and nurtures us for all those years. But when we came to Philly Cam, that put us on a whole nother level. And that's because of, you know, the infrastructure and the the identity and the energy that they have going on here, which is created by multiple parts of Philadelphia's creatives coming together to make this fantastic organization. So I think Philly is very instrumental to to um, our success. And then our success, you know, play it forward is instrumental to to each each of our individual successes with Ariel and and Arson being maybe you know the exceptions because Randy was already a considerable um, music artist and Ariel had amalgam. I know me Kennedy and and Eric um, and even and even Jay as much as he was still popping J one when he joined the group um, and Isaiah's even mentioned this like you just don't get tired of them. People are like, yo, Tribble. And you're just walking down the street. You know what I mean? It's like, what? What? Get out of here. Get out of here. You know, it's, 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 it's great. It makes you feel satisfied. It makes you feel appreciated. And it also puts the wind underneath your sails and make you keep going, doing this thing, you know? Um, so Philly gives us love. So we give them the love back. True. Now, before we move on, Isaiah, uh, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me, Rudy Pooh, you're not from the city. You didn't really spend a lot of time in the city until yeah. He went out to hang out in the city. Yeah, he's, we, we he's, got he's him a, out the house. He's a suburban kid, yeah, so we had to get a permission slip and everything. <laughs> <laughs> and just rack up them demerits when he wasn't home at a certain time. How does how does this question pertain to you? How does Philly influence you? I think the question pertains to me. Well, first off, I have a lot of family in Philly, so I wasn't that I wasn't allowed to hang out as often. It's just that. 
they, they were no good and got me in trouble. Oh, wow. <laughs> they all live up north. Yeah, they right? all up north. Chill, how you know? So, you know <laughs> no, but no, uh, seriously, uh, the thing about Philly and with like our success is definitely that, as Leonard mentioned, it gives you what you put into it. And that's why it's, you know, the, the city of brotherly love and sisterly affection is because if you show care, they're going to give care back. And with us being able to pretty much promote the geek and pop culture voice of an entire city and everyone, you know, starting to really notice that everyone's starting to get behind it, that they want to be a part of it, too. So they, they chime in to the radio shows, to live events that we're doing. They hit us up on all of our social media platforms and. And with us being who we are, we are very interactive and engaging. So we want to talk to you. We want to give you an opportunity to have your voice heard, too. Because, yes, we may be, like, the front people, but we are, in a way, the voice of Philly for this pop culture thing. And we want everyone to have their voice heard in some way, shape, or form. And I think that has helped us in, uh, in the long run. Right. Well said, Isaiah. Very, very company man answer. See your teamwork there. Well, you know what Isaiah do. You know how Isaiah do. All right, I have another question. <laughs> and this question is oh oh, I must have missed this one. This question is for Ariel. As the newest member of Black Tribbles, why did you join? And do you regret it? Dang. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Who is this person? <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm not saying. What were you thinking? <laughs> right, like, and, what is the matter with you? And what time do you run screaming? Dang. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, so that, like, my history with the Tribble starts for five years, four years ago, five years ago. Uh, yeah, because it was at least about a year and a half after your first episode when you were first a guest yeah. before the store opened. Yeah, a year and a half. Anyway, that's another story. But <laughs> but yeah, so so it like began there. So even so, my journey with Amalgam, in a lot of ways, like started with Black Tribbles. It was like Black Tribbles and um, Black Girl Nerds were the first like news geek, you know, pop culture platforms that that I went on to kind of talk about my vision for Malcolm and what I was trying to do. And yeah, and I don't, I mean, it just, it just went from there. I think I did geek out about the last dragon on our first meeting. <laughs> but little did I know how much Lynn hated it. He didn't tell me that then he talked, he speaks his mind now, but um, yeah, so I don't know. So it just evolved. I don't even remember. It was just like one of those things. It was like, I was on the show and then y'all were family, and then that was it. Like I don't know how we jumped from one to the other. Do you remember? We you said took the oath. We said we was moving in. Yeah, yeah. pretty much we did. Yeah, 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 you did. But then it was. But then it happened. You know what I mean? People say a lot of things, but then it happened. Oh and no, then, we ain't done. No, we wasn't playing. <laughs> yeah, it was authentic. We meant it. We brought blankets and all. Yeah. yeah so I think just at the yeah. So so it started like with this, you know, the introduction, and then from the introduction it evolved into like a genuine relationship, a genuine friendship. Um, yeah. So when I, so when I got the invitation, I was really like honored that you all thought so highly of me, you know what I mean? Especially since, you know, when you met me, I was, um, I don't know. I'd like to say like, 
like a little naive, like I'm, I'm going to do this thing. Oh, like <laughs> you're very girlfriend. Yeah, rosy and bubbly. <laughs> I was my little Amazon. What am I? Amazon pixie self, just mm, happy. I'm a little harder now, <laughs> a little more beat down <laughs> by the world. But, but yeah, but I, you know, to know, um, you know, I have like the love and support of the triples behind me and all that. And then again, just that y'all would think like I was good enough to be a part of the the core group not just like oh you're part of the nation but like no come come kick it with us every week so yeah and no i don't regret it whoever you are (laughs) really that's a setup yeah really This is an honest question. R- Len wrote that question. I did not. <laughs> I did not write these yeah, questions. In there. Intern Triple, grab the phone. <laughs> did I write the questions? No. These are copy and pasted onto a note. That's it. But I can show you where they originally came from. But uh, no. Um, so, yeah, that's cool. And, and no, well, we certainly don't regret you being part of part of the uh, nope. our, our little family here. Um, I do remember, like, they, they mentioned, like, on the first episode we pretty much saying we were going to move in um we were like okay we were like no no no, really no really (laughs) like just listen when you open yeah exactly um and uh i think what maybe kind of like helped cement the the situation because you definitely put it out there to us like we were welcome to to do things at the store and you know we were like okay uh (laughs) so we did but i think what also helped cement the relationship is that in when you started, you know, reaching out for um, people to work at your store that you recognized that Randy, who would at that time had years of comic book experience as a manager and assistant manager at comic book stores in and around Philadelphia, would be a great part of your team. I was just so happy to be looking yeah, for just a job. Happened to be looking for a job. <laughs> just to be looking for a job. Yeah, that was that was a bizarre Match made in couple happened. of moments. But uh, yeah, like, that, oh, you man managed, do you? That made <laughs> yeah, that that made my whole existence better. I was like, wait, you want me to come work? Sure. All right. Cool. Yes. Yes. It, 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 I I don't even remember you having that. It like it came up. I was like, yes, yes, yeah, I will do that. I, I, think that was pretty much it yeah I, I was wondering like how that interview went like randy Randy's, was like where do i put my on things the air, yeah. randy stood up and ariel was like oh, okay jeez we got top shelf yes Bet. i'll be here what? what i'll be there okay so there you go shelfman shelfman, shelfman. <laughs> so yeah we do th- uh welcome you here i i i um ha- this is a question straight from me and it just came to me so maybe i i, I forgive me if i'm wording it a little differently okay but this question is to kennedy because you know you know we started the triples in 2007 and no no sorry that's when i started in radio 2011 2011 about to be like we did <laughs> no. i wasn't there for that. <laughs> i missed all of that part yeah. i started counting I'm like wait we ain't at 12 yet that's no, not the right no, number not was i that drunk but uh, <laughs> we started in 2011, oh. and for a long time, I mean, let's think it, it like, are, have you been with us for a year? Yeah. It was a year seven, in April. Yep, yeah, in the year seven, the seventh day of the seventh year. That's right. Yeah. That's right. It was a year in April. Um, so for, for most of our time, you were the lone woman of the core group. Yes. You know, uh, we certainly have women that are darn near, you know, Black Tribbles, like Gabe, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ghouls Next Door. But um, how do you 
feel now having a another lady triple in and amongst the uh, the pack? Supported. Not no shade. I'm just like, you know. Except in that one episode. What you mean? The she, reproduction. She, she keeps going back to this reproduction episode. Because you got so mad. Oh, God. It just cracked me up. Yeah, great. I'm glad you're amused, too. <laughs> That's <It> everybody's <laughs> favorite. Steve and Stephen Harris still is like, you know, my favorite form of reproduction. I was like, I don't care. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> nobody asked you, Steve. <laughs> saw him in Keystone a couple weeks ago. He was like, you know, I appreciate the way Paramecians reproduce. I said, ain't nobody ask you. And all the other artists on his line was like, what do you mean we talking about reproduction? I said, look what you've done. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I feel supported. I'm not the only one anymore. You know, it was uh, rough. <laughs> I could take it. I mean, all my family and whatnot, but <laughs> cool. Uh, if you have a question, ladies and gentlemen, the phone lines are open all night, 215-976-WPPM. That's 215-9, excuse me, I, I said it wrong, 215-923-WPPM. That's 215-923-9776. That is the phone number. If you have a question for the Troubles, any question at all about anything, feel free to blow up our phone. Um, I have another. I have another question here. This one um, is to the group. Oh, wow. Jesus. Um, No, we don't regret it either. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's not it at all. How much does blackness inform your geekdom? What do you mean by inform it? Influence, maybe? The word is inform. Not at all. For me personally, not at all. Okay, um, and and I've I've had this discussion with, with with a few different people. Like the the things that sort of brought me into all this were f- for me. It, it didn't it. I didn't even notice it from a for a, a, a skin color standpoint. You know, as I, as I've gotten older, there's stuff that that kind of that kind of caught me, and I got a little bit. Uh, more informed about mm-hmm. but you know I was I fell for the idea of Luke Skywalker as a four year old because I was like this dude's awesome and that was it you know what I mean I, you know, I've been a Superman guy since I was about six years old just because I thought as, as characters they were just fascinating beings you know what I mean and right. so it right. While I sort of recognize the need for it, if you need it, as far as like for representation, I've never needed it. But that's just me, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's it's one of those things where I was like, when I talk to people about the books they're reading and stuff, I, I'm always concerned about people who won't read a book because of the color of a character. Right, okay. because I had a guy that used to shop at uh, my old store. He was a big Green Lantern guy, huge Green Lantern guy. He would not buy an issue of Green Lantern if John Stewart was in it. He's at the best all. One. Well, this is—he's an old guy. 
He's an old guy. And, and for he, old guys, for, and for a very long time, he you know he would collect Justice League and all kinds of stuff. And, but if John Stewart was in the book, he would not buy it. That's crazy. And I was like, well, you're missing out on some brilliant stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And so if it, for me, if that's your mindset about anything, I I'm concerned about what you might be missing just from a standpoint of of quality of story. So for me, it's it's never it never really affected. It, personally. I hit- I hear you on that because like my gateway my gateway drug into being a geek was comic books. And you know, you know, I'm a Batman head, grew up on the Justice League and everything like that. And I never really noticed Batman was a white guy. Batman was a white guy, but as far as I knew, Batman Batman wasn't a white guy, he was Bruce Wayne. Like I didn't it just didn't I, I just didn't see it, you know, for yeah. whatever reason as, as a kid. Now, just like Randy, you grow up, you you learn, you get you, you get more appreciative of things. And yeah, you, you notice where, you know, somebody in a comic book looks like they're drawn like they're supposed to be black. But for some reason, they're colored peach. That don't look right. Um, but uh, it, I can't say that it informed my geekdom. But I will say that as I have grown, you know, as I've gotten older and I think even more so as I have started doing Black Tribbles that I've become more cognizant. I think, honestly, this has probably made me more cognizant of it. And it's not that I didn't notice it before, but it's made me maybe a little bit more, for lack of a better word, militant about it. Like, yo, like, where where's ours? You know what I mean? Like like the, the, like yes. Yo, representation. Sal, I'm the brothers in the comics. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. So so I um I don't think it it, it it didn't inform my geekdom, but it certainly is you know first and foremost with with mine now. Yeah, I don't I don't think it informed my geekdom either. And just like you said, you you didn't really pay attention to like Luke Skywalker or Superman being white or that Bruce Wayne was white. And I don't think for the things that I was into, like my gateway was cartoons essentially like Mm. He-Man, She-Ra, like all that stuff. I, but I don't think I realized what I was missing until I had it. So like, I always say like storm is my anchor to this Mm. because I think without being introduced to to that character, I could have very easily grown out of it especially as you become older you become more aware and it's like it's a bunch of white people You're like right, you know what right. i mean like like i don't exist mm-hmm. uh, or, or like people that look like me don't exist so i could have seen that just being frustrating to me and me walking away from it um but seeing storm like something clicked and it's like that's what was missing like i never watched cartoons and said there are no black people here it was but it was but once i saw a black person i couldn't now not could see not, it not could see not it. see yeah. it then it's like wait a minute yeah um yeah so i mean i think um you know that that is significant to see yourself and and how that how you interpret after that i i ruined Friends for uh, Tawana. For Tawana, uh, oh. I, I did that for somebody today. <laughs> for friends, today, friends just should be ruined for people. <laughs> she 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 loved she loved Friends and you're like God bless her. She loved it, right? And I just one day she was watching it and I just mentioned how Friends like very rarely has any black people. Never. On, right? And the character that da- David Schwimmer I think uh, said some. Uh, he dated a co-worker once? No, no. He said something about, like, 
you know, if you people just vote or something like, you know, back in the day. And I was like, oh, the the the, the actor, the or? actor. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know about that. So that I mean, that made me like and and I personally I like my white people magical. Yes, we know that. <laughs> so I need I need a Buffy, I need a witch, I need a warlock. You need charm. You need yeah, to be charmed. Like, I'm yeah. in the hell mouth. Yeah, like I watch charm. Like if I'm watching large groups, I need somebody got to have a power. Somebody so, got to turn into a werewolf. Oh my god! You know, somebody's a vampire hunter. Y'all gotta be doing something magical. It is so dark in here. <laughs> That's gonna be a quote. I can't see nothing. I don't year. see white people unless they magical. That's crazy. I prefer the magical. That's all. My friend tried to get me into Gossip Girls. I was like, no. So these are just ordinary my, my, white people. My, my so-called life. No. Oh, yeah. But then it's like, oh. You know, supernatural, supernatural, <laughs> and I will follow you eleven seasons in. But after eleven, I was done. But they had me up until that point. I was going, I was on the road with them. Wow, yeah, I was there for a couple of years, but not that many. What for supernatural? Yes. Well, because it was good, and then it like wavered, then it got good. I mean, like it was like. Cause like I watched it in high school and then like college and then like I'm doing things so I don't have time for like TV and stuff. Right. And then like I remember like the last time I checked in, I saw them after an imaginary killer, or an imaginary friend killer. I said, oh I, no, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. Is that the one yes. where it was sparkles everywhere? Yes. That was the, the blood. The room was covered in <laughs> yes. blood, and the little girl could see it, and mom uh -huh. couldn't. And mom's just like going in there, putting away clothes. Like little girl's traumatized. She sees her friend's body all Yo, over. Wow. There, there was glitter friend. everywhere. Glitter. He had glittery blood. It's like oblivious to it because it was imaginary. Yeah, so she couldn't see. Sounds kind of cool though. Could see it. One of the brothers could see it because he had a friend. It was Sam. It was Sam could see it. Yeah. So. It was good, but I'm like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, I mean, so season good. what? Season one through five, solid. Yup. Um, season what seven? When Sam didn't have a soul, that mm -hmm. was a good time. I said, soul of Sam. That's a <laughs> that's a good time. Soul of Sam, let soul of Sam, let Dean get turned into a vampire, and I was like, we gotta see how far this goes. I was like, Sam is crazy. Yeah, um, but then they had like their weak season. The Leviathan season was weak. Yeah. Um, but then the Angel season, which I think was ten, was, that was good. good. That was pretty good. It was on a on swing back. My yeah. man, at, uh, Tamoa Pinkett. I don't know how to say his name, but he's been in Dollhouse. He's been in. Uh, Battlestar. He was Hilo in Battlestar. Oh, okay. He played okay. Gabriel oh, in Supernatural. With, so that was fun. <laughs> it's a good show. And the universe is tight. That is and still not 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 many black episodes. That they did have that like one like Dean's not racist because he dated a black girl mm. and who was supposed to be like the love of his life. But then when he went back to settle down, he did he not. So many he didn't. But then, but he went to Lisa and he didn't go to Cassie, which I thought was whack. If you yeah. were trying, really trying to play that up, which they did in the first mm. season. So you're listening to WPPMLP Philadelphia chilling with the tribbles on black tribbles. 106.5 FM here in Philadelphia. The phone lines are open, ladies and gentlemen. You can hit us up. Ask us anything that you like. We will answer it. The phone lines are 215-923-9776. That's 215-923-WPPM. Um, I want to hear your story, Eric, but how, just to continue to thought, how I ruined Friends for Tawana. So she was watching it, and it was an episode where Rachel... I think was having like a either a bridal shower or something, 
and uh, all these people are at, at her house. And I said, and I just casually walk up, like, because she's always sitting on the couch. So I casually walk behind the couch and I was like, hey, isn't that supposed to be all her friends there at the, at the house for her, for her uh, shower? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, she doesn't have any black friends. And I just walked. I <laughs> That's savage. And I came back 10 minutes later and she was just flipping the channel. I hate you. <laughs> and she hasn't watched Friends ever again, ever again. Now I want to hear your story. What did you? Oh, it was I was talk, yeah, I was talking to a coworker about it. Like she's a person of color, but she's not black. Uh, but so she's you know doesn't mind I guess as much. But like I, I definitely mentioned that. But then I started talking up Seinfeld to her too though, which also she's a doesn't have any black people. It does. There was all kinds of people of color in Seinfeld. Well, not all kinds. It was like the dude who ran, the runner. The overslap, remember? Yeah, okay, but yeah. he was so on he a couple episodes. Was he? he? Yeah, mm-hmm. he had the soup Nazi. He had Ping that used to deliver food and stuff. Like there was a lot of different. There, was, there were a lot of different races. Yeah. And Seinfeld, it was it was more representative of New York than Friends. Which and not a hard, and Seinfeld black. would comment on on about not having black friends. Like Friends, they they just didn't they black people just didn't live near them except when they shoehorned Aisha Tyler in there for a couple of seasons and Blair Underwood. When was Blair Underwood on Wasn't there? Blair, I swear Blair Underwood was on. And, but I'm, but I'm telling you, this was after the backlash. Oh, okay. The, both of those was after the backlash. Mm-hmm. Like Seinfeld from the beginning, like he said, had people of color peppered in there, yeah. and then they even still commented. Still had a on it on the show. Well, yeah. Oh, Kramer. Yeah. yeah. True. True. But it, you know, you know his his. We flag, didn't we didn't know that till his, later. His flag was on Tuck during those years. Yeah. So the question was, how did your blackness inform your geekdom? Geekery? Geekdom, yes. Um, do you want to go first, Eric? I mean, I don't really have. I wouldn't say it did. Uh, I would say like your my quote unquote black identity kind of came in after my quote unquote geekiness. So you know, you're into whatever you're into, cartoons or anime or you know that kind of thing. And it's not until you're older that you start to look for yourself in things, you know, kind of stuff. Um, and like my and another thing, like I, w- I was about is movies, and there was like always black people, not always black people in movies. In my lifespan, I generally saw people on screen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I, I never looked for them specifically or whatever. My thing was it was always something else first. You know what I mean? So it's like comedy. So I would latch on to like who's funny. Right. More than who's black. And then later becomes like who's black and funny. You know what I mean? But I don't think being black shaped it initially. Mm-hmm. My geekness at all. Um, I would say my geekiness, my geekdom informed my blackness. Because the stuff that I watched, the things that I loved, I very rarely saw myself in. You know what I mean? With, with Trek being the exception... Um, and I think Trek probably being the catalyst where there was so many different people, so many types of people, so many blends of people being represented in that show and in those films subsequently, you know, I saw that representation was possible, mm. but when it came to other things that I liked, I, I more often than not did not see myself there. Um, and it created that, that. I don't know how to define it. That syndrome, I guess I'll use for for lack of a better term, where you know you're growing up a young woman and you don't see yourself represented in the media that you consume, uh, and the, the glimpses of yourself that you do see are very watered down. So you feel that 
you know, you're you're too black to exist in these spaces. You know, the only black people we I ever saw in things outside of like the Cosby Show were they may have been my complexion, but they had mixed girl hair. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, my hair's wrong because it doesn't do that naturally. I have to put all these chemicals and stuff in it for it to do what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. So it gave me that issue. Um, on the one hand, on the other hand. You know, the, the quote-unquote black people things, like the black people movies, the black people shows. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch that coming up because my family felt that it was a, a misrepresentation of blackness as a whole, right? Cosby Show was fine because it was two professionals and their, 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 their family in this, in this eloquent house and their everyday lives, you know what I mean? But, you know, New Jack City, uh, all that stuff, I wasn't able to watch any of that coming up, really, you know? Um... Uh, my grandmother had a problem with Meteor Man. Really? Meteor what? Man. She had a problem really? with that. She had a problem I with that. I love Meteor Man. I, I liked it. I remember liking it, and I remember there were some urban parts of it that popped up. And she was like, I don't want you watching this. Ne- this oh, yeah. This hookabooga stuff. That yeah. was that was the turn around the true. house. Hooga- wait a minute. Wait. What was hookabooga about it? Hook. <laughs> You're asking me? Like, <laughs> I just thought it was a movie. I mean, it was a gang in it. The Golden Lords. The Golden Lords. Yeah. yeah, but it was. Yeah, but if you don't know, so I mean, like, it's, it's, it's her grandma that stopped her. It's not like it was her mom. Yeah, you have to take into consideration my grandmother grew up in North Philly, and her and, and my grandfather busted their asses to raise my mom and my uncle in Mount Airy and to send them to Catholic school and all this stuff to, like, remove them from this influence. And then here's the here's another generation, like, ooh, what's this? She was like, oh, no, ain't gonna be no hookah books, nothing in this house. And I was just kind of like, okay, so... It was this weird type of juxtaposition where I didn't see myself in the media that I did enjoy, and the media that I I wasn't allowed to consume was the was the representation that I had. So, for me, when you when you grow up watching cartoons and Storm is the first black thing you see, mm-hmm. you know that was like, whoa, we out here, <laughs> right? I was a little annoyed that she also had like white anglicized hair and blue eyes. So I was like, okay, we still can't be blackity black so uh you know there was there's lots of complications to it that prevented me from from being able to see myself and enable myself to develop to the best of that potential whereas kids nowadays you know we're everywhere and in all types of combinations and it's just like i i wonder what type of person i could have been like i wonder what type of person we all could have been had we seen ourselves more um in geekery so it was it was a weird a weird intersection for me coming up i you know now like you all say i could look back at it and be like oh where are we at though right um you know it's it's easier now i could look back at at, you know warp's plight in in star trek and be like oh so the black klingon can't sit on high council huh cool and you know, it makes sense to me now, but back then I was just like, that's Worf. He looked like me, you know, a little bumpy in the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we have another question. What'd you say? You said, ax that. Oh, I will. Um, you said that with such a Philly accent, too. Ax it. You mean ask? <laughs> I said what I said. What I said. Do you have a segment? I sure do, but that's okay. We can keep pushing. Oh, you know what? I I I, I apologize. I actually. Uh huh. Yep. No, it's cool. Good. So, <laughs> do you? <laughs> 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 
Do you have a favorite? Uh, okay, I'm going to read the question. Do you have a favorite moment from being a part of Black Tribbles? And what has been the most rewarding thing about being with Black Tribbles? Ooh, there's so many favorites. I know we could go, we could like uh, list a, a bunch of them. There's so many favorites. I mean, it's the gift that keeps on giving. But that's a beautiful part. You know, like, I mean, what, what, what can I, how, I mean, where do I even begin? Like, we'll begin somewhere. Um, the first thing that comes to mind is the Geek Awards. Yeah, that was pretty dope. You know, winning that twofold, right? Us winning as a group and Jay winning Geek of the Year that year was like, uh, oh, that was dope. We were like. Blackity, 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 black, you know? <laughs> and we was all in black. It was yeah, the most, like, it was, was so lit. The, the, yeah, that's know, dope. We took a limo ride there. Took a limo. And it was great because because we black, we, we missed the red carpet. <laughs> True. <laughs> but Because we was getting in a limo. <laughs> <laughs> we, we missed the red carpet, which I think is so... G of us, yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like, even though it, yeah, it, we only took pictures for ourselves, like yeah, nobody right. else was out there. Yeah, that's right. But that was that, that was the dope part. Like, it was it was isolated. It was us being able to exist in that moment and bask in it. Like, we were just happy to be there and be nominated. So the yeah. fact that we was in that limo and there and dressed up, looking sharp, like we were like, huh, I don't, we, we we win or not? Like these photos though. Mm-hmm. So for us to win not once but twice was like. Oh snap! Like this is real life. Like we're not just geeking out in the, some internet community radio station anymore. Like we have been recognized. We have been awarded, um, and the reception that we got afterwards. Like all of us were just like dazed and confused. Like this is okay, cool. Cameras was in our face, left and right. We couldn't do nothing after the award ceremony, but get back and every time we tried, we could. It was like being in a, in a big you know, mech build cosplay at a convention. Like, you can't go more than five feet at a time because you're constantly being stopped for photos. Everybody was like, can I be a triple? Can I take a photo with the triple? And we were like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just at the after party. Yeah, as I said, the after party was good. That was bonkers. The after party was dope because, because of the size of this group and because of the size of the group, including a plus one, like, we have to take a spot that all of us can sit in. There is no, let's just take this booth here or post up at the bar. There's too many of us. Right. So we kind of have to find a little, that, that big booth that they have in restaurants for large parties. And at North Bowl, they got this perfect little egg pod, futuristic nugget thing, spaceship, whatever, skate pod. And we just kind of posted up there and we're like, whoa, like geeking out. Like, what this thing just, we just, what? And then people would walk by and see us and be like, Hey, you're the Tribbles. We're like, heck yeah, we are. And we're like, can we sit with you? We're like, yeah, you can sit with us. Like suddenly, I, I just for me personally, being chastised and 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 ridiculed and and ostracized for so long about liking the nerdy stuff that I liked, to all of a sudden, in a cool place where everybody's dressed like they're in a James Bond movie, asking to sit at my table was like. Is this real life? Mm. You know, like 
the Geek Awards was a really cool moment. Um, oh, jeez. The, the babies, the kids that we've met, you know, what was, there was that family in Portland that had a little boy that when we were still on G-Town Radio, where the kid would not go to sleep oh, Thursday yeah. nights until he heard yeah. the first, you know, minute and a half of the of, show. Of the show, yeah. I can't remember, the, oh, I can't remember the names. Um, uh, I can't remember. Then there was there was Cynic Tribble who changed into Greedo Shot First Tribble and sent yes. us a little action figure head Tribble like just that kind of response with people Tropical Tribble who would call us from Antigua yeah oh, yeah that's right yeah like that dope. kind of stuff and well, McCoy Tribble from the below yo I hope he all right we haven't yeah. heard from him in years yeah I don't think it's we've heard from him we haven't heard from him in Philly Camp I hope oh, he's wow. not still listening to G Town Radio <laughs> like where are they at though. One Thursday, they will return. <laughs> and I'll be here. Ready to go. It's like Aquaman's dad. You're standing out there like... Every morning. Oh. Um, I would say most recently for me would be earlier this year at Greater Philly Comic Con when Jason, a.k.a. Build a Triple, came up to my table and was like, I came all the way from Vermont to see you because I heard you were on Women at Warp and I heard you were going to be here. I was like... I didn't cry then, but when I got home and got a chance to like reflect on it, oh, I was a hot mess. I was boohooing, hmm. just ugly crying. And the next day, brought me things. I said, "This is. Can you just stay? Like, we go to Vermont. What's in Vermont? <laughs> Aside from beautiful landscapes and socialism, like, stay here." It's funny because I think of like one of my favorite parts. I mean, like you said, there's so many like rewarding things. It, to me, it's like small moments. Like it was the, the time when we were on G-Town Radio and early days of Triple because Randy used to call in because he couldn't be in the studio. Yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you talked about. He was a bounce Friday yeah, night. Bouncing, right, he used to bounce. On Thursday night, and yeah. the time he called in, and I don't know what happened to his phone, but all of a sudden he turned into we the... We were talking to the devil. <laughs> we were to the devil. All of a sudden, <laughs> Randy called in, and he was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> oh, <been stolen>. <laughs> <laughs> we was like, yo, hang up the phone. <laughs> Train used to, right the, <laughs> used to go right by the. Used to go right by the the bar I used to work at. It was like right behind the bar, and the train was going by. I was outside. The train was going by, and it took me a minute to realize, like, what are they talking? Oh, that's right. That's the train. Sorry about that. So I was like trying to dip somewhere where I could hear and not be heard, kind of thing. Yeah, I. Oh my god, that was that had me dying. I was like, "Are you guys okay? Like, what are you talking about?" That, oh, that conversation had a pucker factor of at least eight point six. That was hilarious. It was genuinely terrifying. <laughs> like we weren't faking it. For those of you who are able to go back and listen to that, we were all yeah. like, "Do we need to call a priest? Like, yeah, do we need to get some crystals? On? Like, what's happening?" Yeah, it was that, alarming. That was great. That was great. Yes, I remember that moment. I remember. Um, <laughs> it's one of our um, previously we play. Uh, I remember when it was me, Eric, and and Kennedy doing a show. And this was before the days of Justice League and the Wonder Woman movies, and we were trying to cast the Justice League. And I dared to suggest to get butts in the seat they should cast uh, Beyonce as Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember. I that. wasn't there, but I can oh, already imagine. Kennedy wa- literally got up and walked out the studio. She's, she's like, "Come back, Kennedy. Come." She left. She was so. Good night, everybody. I'm in the hallway, like, no. She was. She was. All you could hear was like, no, 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 no. It, she, it was. It was. It was too funny. It was too funny. And then, of course, um, when Jay came on with um oh what was that stupid song oh was that stupid oh, dookie girl dookie girl oh god <laughs> do we still have dookie girl oh, i don't i, I don't have about dookie that girl. i don't have it with me i may have to pull oh, that out of man it. I, don't, I don't know you know what we can't play dookie girl uh, about no. to, yeah dookie girl might be i think dookie girl told the line enough that Vanessa would be like, um, no. what are you doing? What's the yeah. you win this again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, Len, your show's on at nine. <laughs> this is a uniting a community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 I don't see the lesson in this in Dookie Girl, Len. Um, and I'll say for me, two things have been the most rewarding. And that is the friendships that have come out of being a part of Black Tribbles. And not only, you know, the friendships from just being with all of you and the deepening of the friendships that I already had with Eric and Kennedy when the show started up, um, but then just, you know, Randy becoming like, you know, like a brother to me. Um, and and to all of us, so much so that he, he named many of us to, named us the god uh, parents to his to his child, um, uh, and uh, and Jason, who's Spider Triple, who you know is gone but will never be forgotten, you know here in the halls of Tribbledom. Um, Ariel touched on you know how much you know she has become a part of our lives is not just a partner but as truly a friend and isaiah my my little brother you know what i mean uh who went from an intern to uh assistant producer to full-on producer and is really just that dude who, who i love and and even this knucklehead over here dante who gizmo who his who has Found Uncle a, Spicy found a way in less than <laughs> what has he been an intern six months yet? All right, yet? I, I couldn't even probably not. It's probably about three or four months. Who, who knew the little pl- the placebo drink? I, a, a right, ginger ale with a splash of ginger. But he has wormed his way into a, hey, as a, he did there with the worms. At least into all, at least into my heart. I don't want to speak for all of you, but uh, and you know I love him too. But even more so than that, I think about the true friendships and not just, you know, um, just business relations, but the true friendships that we have developed with, you know, not only so many of our fans, so they're not just fans, they are friends, they are family, you know, you know, go from Gabe and Kat to Ramon and Nick uh, of Garble Podcast, you know, um, Alicia and Andrew. The triple Scouts. Yeah, <laughs> our Triple Scouts, you know, um, and, 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 every, and everyone, and, and, uh, and, and I don't want to, you know, not name all of, but all of Triple Nation. But then just even in this community, you know, that we are actually all friends with 
you know, the blurred girl in New York and, and, and Chuck and, and Stephen Harris and, you know, uh, Geek Soul Brother, Bill Campbell of Rosarium P- Publishing. You know, these are people who d- live far and outside of Philly, even even uh, Crown with MeccaCon. You know, these are people who nowhere near us. And yet not only are they, you know, just they're not just voices on the other end of the phone or or an email. They actually are people that you can just bust it up with. I think about when we went up for Blurred City Con and sitting around that table was was Kennedy and me, Vince from the Michaud Mission, uh, mm. uh, okay, Caram uh, of the Blurred Girl, Chuck, Regina Sawyer, Regine, Regine, Regine excuse me, Regine Sawyer, um, <laughs> she, 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 too too saucy, um, and then just just a, a couple of other people who I can't. I, I you forgot uh, George, George Camona, George, George. Please forgive me, George. George. Please forgive me, George. Um, uh uh uh. Uh, and you know, and then you know, we've got we've we've got friends all all over the place. You know, the fan bros are 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 friends. Um. That just means so much to me that you have like equals that are also just friends. That has been the the most rewarding part of this journey for me. Yeah, I agree. I, I had a guy in Portland. I was uh, when we were out there touring and I'm visiting a store and whatever I'm out on the road. You know, I visit comic book stores and stuff. And I was, you know, I was like, "Yo, can I put some flyers down?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." He's like, "Black Tribbles." You were Black Tribbles? I love you guys. Holy... Oh, I can't believe... I was like, wait, what? Really, bro? Wow. This is Portland. Like, what? <laughs> you know you're in Portland, right? Yo, yeah, like, you're... And I don't know if you've ever been to Portland. Portland is is a really weirdly segregated city. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I just didn't... Uh, it never crossed my mind that somebody would be down like that. And this guy was really excited. He was like, you're super triple. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. Wow, black triples. And I also want to give a shout out real quick before I go to the next question uh, to um, E equals MC squared triple. Yes, sir. Who has been ride or die for so long. Uh, And it's still, you know, Isaiah notwithstanding, the unofficial. Six triple. Six triple. You know. God bless you, Gibbs. Love you, dude. Yeah. All right. uh, Another question from here how has the blurred landscape changed since black tribbles started um i I feel like that that might be a little subjective you know i certainly personally didn't know of any other outlets that were focusing on you know the geek experience through the black perspective um and in doing this, like you said, building those connections with other shows and other correspondents, if you will, um, revealed that obviously that we had we were out here. Um, and that's not even to say that there weren't other black nerd podcasts in this city, but I I think we were the first ones to get press in a real way. You know, shout out to. Time Triple, Steven Siegel. Yes, sir. Yep. Philly for Week. that for that cover on on Philly Weekly. Um I think that showed a lot of people locally that you know, it's it's not only okay 
to like nerdy things, but it's kind of cool at the same time. I still get people who, who mention that cover, like, like, hey, weren't you on Philly Weekly once? And I was like, that was, ye- ye- that was years ago. What you mean? twice, but who's counting? Yeah, Y'all yeah, yeah right, 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 right. I was only on there one time. They were like, I still have that. That was such a cool issue. And I was just like, what? Like, that's... To, to, to know that that um, resonated with so many people and still resonates with people, it brings a whole lot of validity to, a whole lot more validity, I should say, to what it is that we're, that we're doing here. Um, but at the same time, like I, my, my experience of geekery in this city was, was very isolated. Like it was the stuff that I liked and the people that I knew that liked that stuff. It was me and a couple kids in high school, you know, geeking out and playing Smash Brothers in the morning, you know, or during the summertime and and, and stuff like that. I didn't know that there was a a community to be uh, developed or represented in any way. So I I don't know if if I can answer that in a way that is is an accurate reflection of what actually happened. See, it's funny because... I'm always fascinated listening to your story about how you were coming up and how isolated you felt, right, in a, in a lot of this. Because for me, it was the, the exact opposite. I was just out there, you know what I mean? And so cats were doing their thing, and, you know, me and half my squad, we'd be playing Dungeons & Dragons in my backyard and wouldn't, wouldn't care, you know what I mean? And I was been, you know, essentially the same dude since I was about 13. You know what I mean? And it was just kind of like, whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm really fascinated by that. And so when I hear that from, you know, the blurred community, I hate that word. I hate that word. What's wrong you with hate community? the word blurred? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hate the word blurred. I, I think it's unnecessary. I, you know, I, I, and I think it, for me, it feels like somebody was just trying really hard to just like, to throw a label on something that for that I never thought needed a label. I get that it you know that it needs to exist, but I I can't stand being called that. I'm like, nah, I'm just I'm just a dude doing my thing. And so, you know, I, I feel like we kind of put a stamp on this thing. Like, no matter what your where you were at on that sort of spectrum of how much you really repped your stuff and how you were out there. It's here. And no matter where you were at with it, it's here with us. Enjoy it with us. I think that since we came up, like I, I have told the story that, you know, I uh, glad the Black Tribbles is the thing. But one of the things that kind of like spurred me on in, in, in keeping this going was seeing Geek Soul Brother out there. If for no other reason, because I loved his logo. But um but also, I love what he was doing. Um, but I think that in the span of time that we've been out here, and we've been out here for a little bit, uh, you've had the explosion of Jamie Broadnax with Black Girl Nerds. You've had um, you've had the blurred uh, Randy's feeling notwithstanding has become a term in the culture, Mm -hmm. you know, that people kind of know and accept. Um, And I think because our growth 
and the growth of other podcasts and, and, and outlets that were out there has coincided with the growth of social media. Our message and our place in this culture has grown it, it alongside you know, social media expansion into becoming the almost preferred media of choice uh, worldwide. So that has helped to broaden um, the blurred landscape so that it is truly not just communal you it, or you a small a small community as overall the community is still small but it is so much larger than it was in 2011 when we began yeah you know i also think a lot of that and the the reason why the label is a thing right is because our experience in american culture and culture in general is unique right no matter what space we're in it's always going to be a different perspective because of the history that we've had to endure and also within the geek community you take that element and then add to the fact that like other black people would try to tell you that you're not black enough because you like geeky things and white people would try to quantify your geekiness because they didn't see enough blackness in, in geekdom, so how could you possibly exist as well? So our experience is is singular, regardless of whether or not it needs a label to yeah. to define yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um, and I feel that now with you know increased visibility with social media, like you were saying, Len, um, and with popular media being more uh, cognizant of who is being reflected in it. It, it kind of like the wave had been building and we just happened to get on right before it crested and it's it's still going you know what i mean um so it, it's one of those things where who's to say it's like a chicken and the egg situation right an egg can't exist without a chicken but a chicken can't exist without an egg so i'm not like i said i'm not gonna go so far as to say that we started it but we sure as hell made it cooler i'll say that that right all right, next question. Next question. All right, <laughs> just to make sure that nobody else. I don't want to step on anybody so they wanted to speak out. Um, if you could do well, I'll put this another way. I'm, I'm rewording this question a little bit. Is there any type of show or thing that you would want to do on the show that hasn't been done yet? Yes. What? I want to do puppetry. <laughs> I've been trying to do puppetry for a minute. I would love us to sit down and and write some stuff. Not robot chicken e, but you know, kind of like that mashing up different universes kind of stuff. Mashing up different universes, creating our own stuff. There's enough creative juices between, you know, all of us to come up with some some OCs, some original characters. Um you know, I, I just just us riffing like off off air, just having fun and imagining different scenarios featuring characters that everybody knows and loves is hilarious, like objectively funny. So just putting that to a visual medium and having it filmed, I think, would be tremendous. But, you know, we got lives and stuff <laughs> and this is already cutting into a lot of people's bandwidth. So, you know, I don't know how feasible that would be, but 
I think that would be that'd be that'd be super cool. We played with it a little bit for the the promo for the Triple E back when we were on WHYY, and you know it was fun. Like going back and watching that is still it's still a good little giggle, you know. So uh, who knows? Maybe maybe just us having our own little triples and playing with it and putting like helmets on or. You know how, like, in Smash Brothers, when Kirby absorbs mm-hmm. a certain power, he's still Kirby, but he looks like the cat. Like, that, that kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. That'd be neat. I want to spend the next, and I have this idea in my head, I want to spend the next several years bridging gaps. I want to bring Star Wars and Star Trek people together. Mm-hmm. I want to bring DC and Marvel people together. I want to bring, like, geeks and sports fans together i want all of that i want to bring i want to i want to do that that's my this thing that exists in my head but we're doing that i'm sitting across the table from a jedi yeah ariel's a marvel person and and, you know yeah and i'm a dc and and it it, 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 it happens here i'm talking like worldwide uh, like i I want to i want to be i want to be uh you want to hold a summit i want to be jules from pulp fiction and walk to earth doing that <laughs> well that gets to to my answer this there's, there's one type one thing I've, I've always wanted to do on the show and one thing that i want to do as a show um the one thing i've always wanted to do on the show is kind of on the lines of what kennedy has said and that is i would love to do an original like radio play it could be a drama, it could be a comedy or whatever. But in my mind, it would not be just a one and done. Like, in my mind, it would be an ongoing thing. Uh, it would just be an ongoing bit. So, like, uh, if... So, it would either be a separate show or something that we would just return to maybe once a quarter. Once a quarter, we return to this storyline you know what i mean um and we acted out on on radio uh i i just think like you said there's a lot of creative juices here it could you know we could get into the the sound effects and everything like that it could go far afield it could be us playing us it could be us playing uh or we create a whole separate world create you know like theater of the mind for the listener but that is the one thing that I would love to do. I know with all the different things, like Kennedy said, the bandwidth type of thing, you know, just your general life and all other projects that we are, you know, about to kick off. You know, I don't know if we have the bandwidth for that, but that's always been in the back of my head. And then the other thing, um, much to like what Randy said, is that My my dream scenario for a show for us, I think the magic elixir that makes Black Triple special, it makes us stand out from all the others, not saying we're better or anything like that, it just makes us stand out, is that we do have a certain chemistry with one another. The beautiful thing about it is that when Ariel joined, the chemistry was still there. And I think it's because she was, you know, by then already our friend, you know, um, but and the other beautiful the other magic about us is the community that we have built with Triple Nation. And I think the 
best melding of both of those into any uh, type of show is all of us because of a bandwidth for a month loading into an RV and traveling around the country stopping at different cities and highlighting geeks or geekiness in that city um inducting more people into the triple nation we then become truly a triple nation you talking about going on tour that's the you talking about a triple nation tour that's basically what he's saying they're not ready they're not ready they're not ready oh my god I'm not ready are you ready I'm not ready how much it costs to rent an RV no, we need a tour bus, bro. Yeah, you need a you need a bus that is ours. RV is, is a bus. It's no, not, it's, no, no, it's it, they're 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 tighter. They you do you sit you're in an RV when the weather is inclement or to you know sleep on the road. It's an RV is not to her to to her defense. She's right. You would want to. I said RV because in my mind I'm seeing RV, but I know it would have to be a tour There's bus. There's too many of us. There's too many of us and, the, you know, just crew. You, it'd have to be a tour bus. But that is oh my, my dream God. scenario for us. I think that, like, you know, we've always messed around, you know, we'd do the Tribbles After Dark on, on YouTube and on Philly Cam, and I love doing Tribbles After Dark. There's going to be more of that. But my dream scenario, like if we were able to get into a room with somebody and like they say, okay, what do y'all want to do? We've got the money. That's what I'm pitching. My soul is erect. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. Holy smokes, that would be amazing. Oh my God, that would be amazing. Kennedy was not ready. (laughs) Oh my God, that's amazing. That would be lit. And oh, and dude. to make it even cooler, not only would we, you know, do those kinds of community stops, community building stops, but don't let us get on nobody's film set. It's over. With like exclusive press passes. Like Oh yeah, it'd be the Marx Brothers all over. Oh my god. It'd be we'd be like the Animaniacs. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Who let them out where, of the tower? Where, what where's he going? What what are you doing? Where wait, how are you Why oh. do you have a whole tray of sandwiches? <laughs> Yeah, so th- free, that's, right? that's that's people be watching their movies later, like, who are those black people back? <laughs> what are they just bouncing in the back? What's, what's going on? <laughs> bouncing in the back. The <laughs> Aren't they supposed to be dead? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> At this point in the movie, they should have long been dead. What? <laughs> this Jason slacking, letting these Negroes live. <laughs> when I was coming up. Uh, the next question is: Would you? ever think of opening your own recording studio away from Philly Camp? A place where you could have more creative freedom and foster new talented minds. Something like the Tribbles Cave of a recording studio. A clubhouse for the kids in the neighborhood to hang out in. You already have that. We did that already. Well, it's called you. the Bat Cave. It's called the Bat Base. Oh, Bat Base. Oh, bat base. Excuse me. Get it right. Hey. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, sorry. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. Cave is copyrighted. Exactly. That's right. So, oh. so, <laughs> yeah. Batment. Whew. It's the Batment. <laughs> I, I, I started to go there, but I was like, nah, I go Bat Base because it's still a base. Um, yeah, it, uh, actually, from your lips, uh, writers, to God's ears, we are actually in the, the Bat Base podcast studio where I, I work out of is in the coming weeks, actually. 
will be soon converted into more of a performance space for the Black Tribbles. Um, and we have some things planned. Well, I have some things planned. And the Tribbles, they're not ready. Um, oh that's because we don't want to just make plans in your house. It's different with Ariel's <laughs> store. Up. Like, I don't want to, you know. I, I just I just hope your livers are ready. Uh, oh. Yeah. They're not. It's, mine isn't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well. Well, then, hey. We'll have a designated <laughs> rescuer. <laughs> Did you go taken? You went taken, didn't you? Nicely done, sir. Very nicely done. It's always bad when the sober people give you crap for not drinking Very nicely anymore. nicely done. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wouldn't it be me. <laughs> yes, we know that. We know that. Um, another question is... Why George Kimona already hit me up. He Told you. He said set the road trip up for next year's Star Trek Vegas um convention. Don't get me started, George. Ooh, Don't get me started, George. George, George, George. I hate you, George, because you're in my brain. Because you know, you know, you know, a peek behind the curtains, ladies and gentlemen, the Black Tribbles, we've reached out to Star Trek Vegas about trying to get there for at least a couple of years. And for whatever reason, we haven't been able to make it happen. You know, the Roddenberries, they have their own thing with Star Trek uh, in Vegas. It's their story to tell, so I won't tell it now. But, you know... Bill, the the the, the head head Barry, um, Barry Bay, he has definitely like ignited my brain cells, and don't think I haven't already thought about us just being in Vegas. Oh, and it just happens to be at the time of Star Trek Vegas, and and don't don't think I haven't already wondered hmm if we had a bus like Eric wouldn't go for this but if we had a bus and could drive to Vegas and then could stop places along the way look Eric's already like nah duh this is yeah. why we need a tour bus with a no, the, designated driver that's what I'm saying a tour yeah, bus exactly. that's because what I'm talking about that's what I'm with thinking with a regular about. driver's license you gotta get a 6 passenger van and you can't even get a 15 passenger with a regular well maybe a 15 yes, you passenger can. with a regular 15 you can but yeah. yeah that's like the max no don't, yeah. don't, don't, these, these things I've been thinking of them I've been thinking of them I'm trying to find ways to make these, these things happen what you do is you just rent a U-Haul, set it up in the back. Oh wow! Table and just, my son. You know I mean? this, is, this is not that, that scene from Home Alone with ever. the polka band, bro. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, that's not gonna happen. Oh wow! But yes, George, we we're getting deep in our in our movie stuff tonight. Well done. Yeah, you like that? Very nicely done. We are. Um, did I ask the next question? No, because uh, George got in your brain. Yeah, he asked about the bat bees, and then you had to inform him if that was a genuine question and not a shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> just seemed very convenient, you know. It's a miracle question, you know. It's like, oh, wow, you just asked a question about the thing I opened this week. Come by and record something. I told you Lem wrote these. I did not write these <laughs> questions. <laughs> yes, he did. I did not. <laughs> he typed them. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I did miss an email, though. So I'm going to go to an email real quick uh, from Jason Brown. And this is a little surf sovereign, I will say. Because this is in regards to the Saturday morning summer 
show that I did with my sister, Leslie. Dada Tribble. Uh, bruh. It was just, uh, where we talked about the 70s. Uh, bruh, that episode was all that. You two were taking me back. I was born in December 1970, so I remember a good portion of the cartoons you mentioned, but some I had no clue about. I forgot about ISIS, so that took me back. Man, I wish I could have been in the studio with you two just talking about good old days. It was a nice touch that um, you inserted the, the theme songs and the trivia is all always wonderful and when you got to schoolhouse rock i was like yes my 10 year old son wanted to start watching it again i bought the dvd for my three children back within when they were under 10 that dvd is so tight it makes you long for those days again we actually learned things good times bruh keep up the good work regards jason brown aka top spin tribble so jason uh jason thank you and I shared that email with my sister, and she thanks you as well. She she appreciated that. She at at the end of that show, she was like, "Nobody's going to listen to this show, but us." <laughs> I was like, "No, trust me, Les. They will they will love this show. They will love this show. We had we had a great time um, talking about '70s cartoons." All right, back to the questions. Uh, I think we've got time for maybe one more question. Uh, let's see. How do the Black Tribbles sustain momentum? Alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) Pure, unadulterated rage. No. Because we're nerdy. And we're nerdy really well together. And we have our thumb on the pulse of America. (laughs) On the pulse. Which is interesting because your thumb has its own pulse. So it's reading your... When you put your thumb... When you read with your thumb, it's your own pulse. Right. Oh, I see what you did there. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Thursday night. (laughs) (laughs) Take that. Being lifeblood. Take that, Christopher, good (laughs) night. Kind of take your own cues and tell the people what they want. Nice. (laughs) Everybody don't know. (laughs) Then what you show them, they be like, oh, that is hot. See, take some more. Yo, you need to totally just stamp that, that Mr. Thursday night, like, you need a shirt. Yeah, you need yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, you need to trademark that joint. Yeah, real <laughs> quick. Tonight, dog. Real For real. For real. Because there are some that other is. shows that go on Thursdays. Yeah, but. And they'll be like, whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> Take that real quick. Let's get that. Um, this is episode 399, which means that our next episode is episode 400. Dun, dun, dun. Four-hundred. Four-hundred shows. Insane. That needs to be the title, Faux Honey. Faux, F-O, F-O apostrophe, H-U-N-N-I-T-I-D, Faux Honey. Okay, honey. yeah, yeah, Honey, or you want it real hard? Honey. That's where the apostrophe comes in. The apostrophe is the honey, right? The id is the Philadelphia uh, okay, okay, soft right. consonant. Okay, ah, Come right. on, son, you talking okay. to a linguist nerd. Okay. okay, spell this again because I will get the flyer all wrong and then I'll hear F- all types of shit. Hell shades. yeah, you will. F-O <laughs> apostrophe. apostrophe. I got that. H-U-N-N-I-D. I-D. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, what do we do for episode Honey. Well, I'm not gonna be I here. have heard from many a triple that they miss being able to come in studio and party with us. Um, 
the last time we did that was our seventh anniversary show. No, I think we did it for episode three hundred. Did we? And we did it for a Christmas show. Christmas show, we had a bunch of people here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that was still a, almost a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we didn't do anything for our eighth anniversary. Our child is eight, Len, and we didn't give it nothing for its birthday. But love and affection. We gave it this house and these, these lights. These lights. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. You know what I mean? And it turned eight in April, and that's when, it, uh, well, that was, well, we didn't celebrate Ariel's one year either. Ooh. I see mm. how y'all So doing. So 400, 400 need to be a catch-up party is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> My feelings aren't hurt, though. I'm not a birthday celebrator, really. Phew. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, okay, so outside of letting people into the studio, what do we do? Drink. Um, Okay, outside of let people into the studio and drink, what do we do? What is the content? Is the content drinking? Because... I'll have a drinking con. We can have a contest. Oh, that's gonna get messy. I love it. But we 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 love drunk Ariel. Yeah, drunk Only Ariel is dope. No, I do not. Everybody care for love. Her. Everybody but you loves drunk I Ariel. Know. But here's she the thing. The takeover. Here's the thing. <laughs> but but Ariel will come in here. She'll already be sleepy, Ariel, and then she'll be having to get up and make the donuts, Ariel. Which means that we will not be seeing any drunk Ariel. Whatever. You put a lit song with a dope beat and Drunk Ariel will make a slight appearance vis-a-vis Dancing Ariel. Is Dancing Ariel a... Yes, because at the Pie Fest... Listen, at the Pie Cast Festival, you were sleepy because you had been working your work and work and then Tambourine came on (laughs) and I looked up and... See? That was it. So... That's true. maybe, Maybe we just need to have like a cot somewhere set up for her that's really comfy and then every time once in a while we need her to wake up we just put on something lit and she'll jump up and no because she doesn't perform anymore she doesn't do choreography I don't she don't dance no more she makes money moves (laughs) if only (laughs) these is red bottoms these is bloody shoes you see them I don't speak that mean I don't but you I'm a boss you You a worker I got bloody moves see anyway and it's out. <laughs> and she's off. It's a, it's a great song, Randy. Don't hate sure. on the trap trap. Oh, no, wait, wait. Can I ask a question? Because since Randy's hate came up just now, it's kind of like a perfect segue. Yes. <laughs> so, so this is a question for the arsonist. It's, it's kind of like a two-parter. In what year was the last rap song you liked produced? <laughs> No, listen, listen. No, no, no. And it's, it's no shade intended. Because everybody knows that he's a rapper, but he doesn't necessarily rap the same. No, we need to turn more lights on. We need all of the lights no, on. And it's a very fair question. Like, everybody understands. Like, it's a very fair question. It, no, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great question. It's a great question. Because I wondered this. What year? Little Brothers album just came out a week ago, and it's magnificent. Okay. It's absolutely brilliant. You know what I'm saying? It's phenomenal stuff. And most people would never know that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're not hearing you're not hearing that on, you know, wherever wherever people are getting most of their music from that's sort of out there in the world. 
you know, nobody's using, you know, Little Brother on their commercials or whatever else. And it's just better music. It's just from a from a standpoint, from a lyrical standpoint, it's just better. It's just absolutely better. Trap me for me. Trap music's boring. I mean, sometimes it, it takes a minute for people to get lit, though, because "Truth Hurts" by Lizzo was written in December of 2017, and it just got lit. So, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's really? true. It's, that it's old. Yeah. Lizzo's yeah. been out here for a minute. Yeah. A minute. Yeah, I literally just heard of her. Yeah. Shout out to all the people that are loving my Lizzo canary on Batman whiteboard. I love it. <laughs> Pretty dope. Oh, is that who that was supposed to be? Yes. That's who that was. Gotcha. No shade. That's him. It's shade all day. (laughs) (laughs) If I may, um, because I'm not going to be here next week. um, It's 400. I got. I got. I I got to make these. I'll be on the road. I'll be on the road. Um, Rolling Stone. I I do want to say that you know having been a part of this for eight years and and 400 episodes here and you know everything else and and oh yeah all total we've done over a thousand shows um some of the quite literally the greatest moments of my life um and to i it's really funny that this started in april 2011 and that was the the first tour I went on with Gangster Grass. So like they're both the same age. Oh yeah, for me. yeah. And you know, it, it, it's it's a weird thing, but being a part of this for for four hundred episodes and th- having all of you a part of my life, it you have no idea what this means to me and what all of you mean to me. And and not the, the fact that I'm not going to be here to sort of share all of that with everybody next week. I wanted to share it with you now. Um, I, I lost a good friend of mine earlier this week, and so there's a there's a part of me that's trying to make sure that. And he and I had lost touch, and it was, it was really stupid. And so I, I'm trying to make sure that everybody that matters in my life knows that they matter. This matters to me more than you can ever imagine, and I love all of you. Thank you for this. Thank you so much for this. <laughs> You're crying. No, I am. I am a little bit. You're welcome. Not even gonna lie. I do have one last question. I saved this for last, and I saved it for specifically when there wasn't a whole lot of time. <laughs> um, <laughs> smart. That sounds like being manipulated. Right. Let uh, it go. Manipulated. Manipulated. It's 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 written to everybody, but I'm only going to ask. Eric. Ooh. Eric. <laughs> Does Kennedy really hate Len? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who asked that? <laughs> it sounds like that on the surface. <laughs> but when you look and when you know them both, it's not no real hate. Not from the bottom of her heart. You know what I mean? She a Christian. Wow. So she don't really believe in hating like that. And like he's not a work of fiction that's put on and produced for Hollywood. So so he has a past there. But no, they have like one of those like brother-sister relationships. So it's really cute and it's endearing and it's tight and they just have that kind of relationship where they're so close that the little things kind of work each other's nerves 
or they just know exactly how to get each other's goat and then tie that goat up and then boil it or whatever you do to goats and rabbits or whatever. Um, so they just, they're so good together that they, they you know, clash easily like, you know, siblings doing stuff. That's who, that who asked that? So there's, yeah, I'm not going to tell you There's that. no hate there or anything like that. I, so I'll, I'll say, I'll put it like this. This is what a, a very, very good friend uh, said to me in regards to my relationship with you. Who is who's this now? Don't worry about it. Why it's, you can't tell me nothing? Because this is why people think I hate you because you piss me off like this. <laughs> <laughs> you won't even let me get it out. You're already pissed. Uh, th- this is what this is what they say. They said. They said the two of you argue like an old married couple. So it's not hard to believe, you know, from the outside looking in, like that. We may have had like some type of past, which we haven't nope. at all. You know what I mean? Um, but what that is, what that arguing is, that is the love that you have for one another. That's just the way that it gets out. And that's how, you know, real friends, real couples that really have that amount of affection for each other get down. You can't express it the other way because you would never go there. That would mess everything up. Right. But so this is how it comes out. That we love each other, we bug, we hang out, we 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 wild out. But yes, we do cut each other sometimes a little deep. But that's only because of the mad affection that we have for one another. That's how they put it. And that's and I was like that's real dope and that's the and then it was very perceptive. So you're not going to tell me who said that? No. But what? That like, doesn't matter. Does it really matter who says it? Doesn't it doesn't matter. I'm just curious. Like my curiosity isn't valid. Well, I, it, yes, your curiosity is valid. But no, I'm not telling you. This, this, this. What? What? What are you doing visually on this uh, I, audio I'm medium? I'm cussing. That's <laughs> yeah, that was obvious. Right? <laughs> Saying you. This is this is me, not paying fines. <laughs> Thank you. <gasps> Thank you. All right, any last words? 400. That's a lot. Yeah, 400. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Go ahead, Gizmo, get it. Oh, it was just uh, somebody said doing like superhero-themed Pictionary and winning free cheesesteaks as a... Superhero-themed Pictionary? Pictionary? Yeah. I like that. Who's giving us cheesesteaks? Are right. we providing who's, cheese who's, steaks? Who's donating the cheesesteaks? Oh, uh, Lynn's going to do that. I, that's what I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll vote for that one. Wow. Did you Wait. say Did you say Lynn, the Browns Lake Cal- cosplay? Yeah, 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 I think that's who it was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah. she's giving she's giving she's, the, she's no, bringing cheese. No, 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 no. Lynn, Lynn can't do the cheesesteaks because I'm on his team for Pictionary. <laughs> oh, well, I do that, like. That, that's, L, that's L's handed all around. Me and E can take care of that. Oh, wow. Oh my! Wait, wait! How many teams? Come tag team champ once, and this is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Dang this. right, yo! And we look, took it home, look. and we gonna bring it home again. Look, all right, but play your boy it, got right, a podcast starting tomorrow, and all of a sudden he. <laughs> we ain't had this conversation yet. Don't worry about that. I'll take care of that. Oh, all right, because I got the guesses for days. Then so, look, I t- last time I played Pictionary with somebody, I said, look, as long as you can draw basic blocks and a basic like whatever. I can guess it. Don't worry about that. We got that. What kind of... Uh, how are you going to be playing and running YouTube? That's exciting. Just like I'm doing right now. <laughs> See that back and forth? Multi-task. Wow. I told you, man. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it. He got a podcast starting tomorrow. Now he's all excited. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I got this. 
I got this. You heard it, ladies and gentlemen. Next week, episode 400 here on Philly Cam, the Black Tribbles will be playing Superhero Pictionary. If you're in the Tribble Nation, you want to come down and be a part of it, hit us up. You know how to, to reach us on all the social medias. We got to get out of here. The show will be available for your download and streaming pleasure come the morning on blacktribbles.com as well as on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio. And any place and every place that good podcasts be. Don't forget to like and follow us on all the social medias at, at Black Tribbles. On Apple Podcasts, give us a ranking and rating because that helps people find our show. To all of the Tribbles who I love and all of the Tribbles who aren't here who I love, this is the Bat Tribble and Parting. We say, Dookie Girl. <laughs> Spider Tribble. Love you. Spider Forever. Spider Forever.